Hello everyone, welcome back to 99. We are in chapter 18, Yudchet, um, and it's starting the parasha Vayera. Yay. So third parasha. Um, and it's gonna be really, really interesting. Uh Vayera means and he appeared. And um and it's a really big one. I really like this parasha. Let's start. Okay. Um, God appeared to Avram in the plains of Mamre, three days after his, her, his circumcision, while he was sitting in the entrance of the tent, looking for passerby to welcome in the tent of the day, in the heat of the day. He looked around and saw, look, three angels in the form of men were standing in front of him. He realized that they did not wish to trouble him. So he ran towards them from the entrance of the tent and he prostrated himself on the ground. He said, my lords, if I have found favor in your eyes, please do not go away from your servant. Please let's let some water be brought water be brought by my staff so you can bathe your feet and recline under the tree. I will get some bread for you to satisfy your hearts. Afterwards, you may continue on. I ask this of you because you have honored me by visiting your servant. They said, do what you have suggested. Abraham rushed to Sarah's tent and he said, quickly, get three seah of sifted flour, knead them and make loaves. Wow. Zero to a hundred. Abraham ran to the cattle, took three tender and good calves, and he gave them to the young lad Ishmael, and he hurried to prepare three cooked tongues with mustard. He took cream, milk, and calves and he had prepared that he had prepared and placed them in front of the angels. He stood over them under the tree, and they pretended to eat because they're angels, remember? They said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? He said, here in the tent. I remember um, hearing about this so long ago that that one of the angels asking, where is Sarah, your wife, was is like really not a sneeze thing to ask. Like, what, you know, this is my wife. Why are you asking about my wife? Not sneeze. And, and then, and then um, I think there's, um, I think Rashi explains that um, actually it shows that, you know, him asking, the angel asking Abraham about where is Sarah, your wife, is to make him realize that she is a very Tznua woman and she's not um, going out and doing bad things. She's staying home and taking care of everybody, um, if my memory is correct. But we'll get back to that. Actually, oh, I just, my eyes just landed on him, on, on that. Um, oh. Uh, um, let's see. Yeah. 
Rabbi Yossi, son of Hanania, thought that the angels asked after Sarah in order to send her wine from the cup of blessing, over which the God of grace after meals have been recited, which the grace after meal has been recited. If Sarah was very modest, then why did she accept wine from strange men? It would appear somewhat inappropriate for Sarah to drink from their cup. Consider, however, that the author of this teaching, Rabbi Yose Yoz, son of Haninia, is also the author of another better-known teaching, A Woman Recognizes the Nature of Her Guests More Than a Man. Barachot 10b Sarah would have recognized more than Abraham that her guests were actually angels. It was thus not immodest of her to accept their cup of blessing since she was aware of their true identity. Interesting. He said here in the tent. One angel said on behalf of God, I will will I will be returning to you at this time next year and then your wife Sarah will have a son. Hmm. Sarah heard from the entrance of the tent which was right behind the angel. Abraham and Sarah were old but still immersed in daily life. Sarah had stopped having a woman's cycle. Looking at her bodily organs, Sarah laughed, saying, After I have withered, I will, n- I will now have a, s- a smooth skin, and my husband is old. God said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, It is really true that I will give birth, even though I am old? Is anything hidden from God? I will return to you at the time which we have just fixed, this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah denied it, saying, I didn't laugh because she was afraid. He said, no, you did laugh. Ooh. <laughs> no, you laughed. Um, Sarah laughed. Sarah laughed, but Abraham rejoiced. Abraham believed and rejoiced, but Sarah did not believe, and she ridiculed. For this reason, God was angry with Sarah, but he was not angry with Abraham. Mm, I see. But why would Sarah, a prophetess of God, have been so surprised at the prospect of God enacting a miracle? The answer lies in the lines of, Af, which which can also mean anger. Sarah's disbelief was at a time when there is so much anger in a world. How could God shine such divine illumination on us? Ah. Hmm. So we're going to talk now about Abraham. Um, pleads for Sodom and Gomorrah, and I was been I was waiting for this. I was waiting for this. I'm I, I'm I was like, what is happening? Why are we not talking about when has when you know? So this was like, this was maybe four or five chapters ago, where the whole like Sodom thing with Lot, and now we're talking about it again. Wow, crazy. The angels got up from there and gazed uh, despairingly upon Sodom. Abraham went with them to escort them. God said, How could I conceal from Abraham what I am doing to Sodom in the very land I promised to give to him? 
Since Abraham was mentioned by God, he blessed him. Abraham will become a great and powerful nation. And all the nations of the world will be blessed through him. For I, for I have known and cherished him because he instructed, instructs his sons and his household after him to keep the way of God acting with charity and justice. He instructs them to do so in order that God will bring upon Abraham everything he has said he would do for him. Keeping to his word, God said to Abraham, since the outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah has become great, and since their sin has become very grave, I will descend now and see if they have actually caused the outcry which has reached me. Then there will be a, a destruction. If not, I will know how to punish them. There was a certain girl who, so now I'm reading the, from the, the Sanhedrin 109b, Rashi. There was, so there was a certain girl who would bring bread out of, out to the poor people when nobody was looking, hiding it in her pitcher when she was, when, when she went to draw water. Eventually, her secret was discovered and they smeared her with honey and placed her on top of the city wall. Uh, bees came and devoured her. It was her cry in particular to which God referred in deciding the fate of Sodom. Wow. Sheesh, poor girl. Hmm. Yikes. Okay. So... The angels um, turned from there where Abraham had escorted them. He went to Sodom. God was still present before Avram. Avram approached God and said, Will you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Perhaps there are 50 righteous men in the midst of the city. Will you still destroy it and not spare the place for the sake of 50 righteous people who are in it? To do such thing as this, to put to death the righteous with the wicked, equating the, inno uh, the innocent and the guilty, would desecrate people's perception of you in this world, and it would desecrate you in the next world. Would the judge of the entire world not perform true justice? God said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous men within the city, I will forgive the entire region of five cities for their sake. Abraham responded and said, I wish to speak with God. I would be dust and ashes. Where is it? Is it not for you? What if 50 righteous men will be missing five? Will you destroy the entire city because of five? He said, I will not destroy it if I find there 45. Abraham continued to speak to him. He said, what if 40 would be found there? He said, I will not do it for the sake of the 40. This is a very interesting conversation. Abraham said, please don't let God's anger be kindled and let me speak. What if 30 will be found there? God is really nice. He said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, please, I want to speak to God. What if 20 will be found there? He said, I will not destroy it for there 
for the sake of twenty. Abraham said, Please don't let God's anger be kindled, and let me speak once more. What if ten will be found there? He said, I will not destroy it for the sake of ten. We went to, from fifty to ten. When he had finished speaking to Abraham, God the judge departed. Abraham the advocate returned home, but the persecution remained. So that means there wasn't even ten righteous people in Sodom. Oof, yikes. I want to hear more about this conversation. Um, perhaps there's 50. Abraham stressed in the midst of the city because a righteous man who involved himself with others is far greater than the rec recluse who stunts himself away. Oops. Oops.